This is Your Daily Pass. You're here with Courtney Passfield and Fiona Daly. Our goal is to share stories of people just like you and me, the ones that inspire us, motivate us and wow us with their resilience. And let's just say, breaking down stigmas along the way. Fiona! Courtney! We are really excited about this one. Oh, just like a little bit. Oh, I don't know that we say we say it every week. We need I to get know. something else. But I am so freaking excited yes, about this we one. We are genuinely excited. Yes, because this is different and this yes. is what I love about it. And, and who has ever had a chat with a sparkle coach before? I didn't even know there was one that existed. I know, so but we're look at about us go. To learn about exactly. It. So we have Crystal Mischief with us today. Yes. We are very, very excited. So, Crystal, welcome. Hello. Hello, hello, Kyoto. How are you? Oh, so good. We are so excited yes. to have a conversation with you today. And if you can't hear it already, Crystal is from New Zealand. Yes, exactly. So, amazing. What, what gave it away? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you're talking about. Fashion <laughs> chips for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Crystal is joining us yes. from the Sparkle Force Academy of Burlesque. Yes. Oh, Fiona and I are just like with these like little cheeky grins on our faces because <laughs> we are so excited. This is so something completely different to what. And what we've ever so talked so interesting because it's healing. Yes, it's it, not. I know the the neuroscience part behind this just gets me in all the right places. It I tell you, blows ya. my mind. Exactly. So Fiona and I actually sat down and did a bit of a meditation, and we were just talking to Crystal about this. That we did a bit of a body positive meditation, um, just to really kind of get us in the groove. Yeah, yeah. Get um, us in the zone and ready for this conversation because yes. we have so many different conversations. We've yes. decided to to do a meditation that would be appropriate for each one. Yes. And, um, yeah, so we're feeling it. We're exactly. excited. And I am really digging this one because, I mean, I've said a thousand times on here that I do have the body conscious, you know, um, troubles and that's something that I struggle with. When so I saw Crystal's post, I was like, oh, you can help me with Courtney. <laughs> so She's like, she needs all the help she can. Let's get her in here. Let's get her to talk. <laughs> Crystal, tell us about your journey. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, it's delicious to be here. Thank you, ladies. I do appreciate the opportunity. And just to to hear you and meet you in the flesh is just such a blessing and so magical. So I'm deeply grateful. So thank you so much. But um, my my journey, my journey in body confidence seriously started about 13 years ago, about, no, 11 years ago. I, I, I stopped counting after five. <laughs> it just gets too hard. I only have five fingers. <laughs> But um, I was going through some really stressful, challenging times. Um, I just lost two uh, significant family members within uh, like a couple of months of each other, which was totally unexpected. So I was already in compound grief. You know, that put me into grief and then I went into compound grief. And then uh, because of that, my body, my body started shutting down. It's, it was just like, hey, 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 lady, I. I can't cope with the stress. What, mm. what, uh, uh, what's going on? Yeah. And um, so my marriage sort of came under stress as well and financial stress. So I, you know, decided that I was going to go along to a burlesque class just to feel better about myself. My confidence was rock, like rock solid low. Like it just didn't even, and it didn't even exist. And I was feeling... I was feeling really feral about my body. I hated, I hated my body. I would drag my body around with me, mm. drag it around with me. And I'm like, uh, I was really, really sick as well. So I was picking up every single cold, cough, cold thing in the office. And I could barely get my ass out of bed in the morning. It mm. was really quite, it was a bit of a dark period in my life, to be honest. And I saw this um, this documentary about burlesque in New Zealand. And it was just, it was the first burlesque competition that we had. And I thought, oh, they look as though they're having a bit of fun. Oh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll do a quick Google search. Huh? <laughs> and I went to my first class. I was shit scared about walking into my first class. I was like, oh, what's going to happen? What's gonna happen? Yes. Am I ready for this? <laughs> and um, it was that I didn't realize how exponentially it would change my life. Mm-hmm. So that was that was 11 years ago. I went to the first class. I fell in love with it the the amount of laughter and love and just 
my teacher was so delicious. She she was a um, a plus size woman as well, and so that really that really took down a whole pile of barriers yes. for me and a whole pile of barriers around my body. And because she was on her own journey about loving her body, that really that for me was body positivity in action before the body positivity movement even came about. So wow. and. She helped start me on my journey and it was just, I am, I'm so, so grateful to her as well. So yeah, whereas, you know, if you fast forward to today, my body, she is just delicious. She really is. Um, And I'm so, so grateful for her and all of the messages she gives me and, and the inspiration that, that she gives me and the creativity and stuff like that. So, yeah, and now I live this, I, you know, I went from rock bottom, you know, how, you know, how all those addiction stories and stuff like that, you, you end up with the rock bottom stuff. I've gone from rock bottom to leading the most delicious, least sparkly, magical life. It oh, just truly cool. is like, I've had opportunities to do things like that I'd never thought I'd be able to do. So I've worked for people like the All Blacks. Um, I worked for the Burley School of Fame and BurleyCon as well, two big um, uh, teaching academies and a museum in Las Vegas. Wow. I've worked some with some amazing um, clients in terms of <clears throat> the things that they've achieved. And, yeah, and the, my students will ring me up, you know, two, three months after class and go, hey, Crystal, you know how I was talking about that job? I went for it and and I got it and it's a ten thousand dollar pay rise I'm like oh yeah great yeah yep yeah you could do it not a problem (laughs) and yeah and so this is a regular conversation with with me and my students and it's just it's just delicious or they'll buy the house that they were going for that they didn't think they could because all of a sudden we worked through those barriers and stuff like that so through burlesque I was able to set up my um coaching uh, my coaching business as well so and that's how the sparkle coach was born because I believe that everyone has has their own sparkle in the world mm. and we're all here for a reason and so when we take over when we try and sparkle like others do it um it dulls our sparkle and we're all unique there is there is only one crystal mischief in the world mm. there's only one Courtney in the world <laughs> you know there's only one um Beyonce in the world yeah. kind of thing so let's all be our own sparkle because that's what we require mm. So true. Yes, I love every word that have just came out of your mouth, that's for sure. (laughs) And it it is so interesting, you know, like how, you know, you've started off on one path and that is just taking you on this beautiful journey to be able to go, you know what, I do want to help other people and it's beautiful to want to do it yourself but then turn around and go, no, I want to serve others and help others and, you know, this this feeling and this light and this fire within me I want to help spread that to everybody else absolutely absolutely and I mean if I get like so that that's my whole jam at the moment is being in service to others so when I'm out there on social media sharing my story and how I was absolutely petrified to walk into my first burlesque class um because you know I was this this that um, 36-year-old, you know, middle-aged woman (laughs) with a few wrinkles and a few stories behind her, you know, who would take me seriously? And yet, yeah, I I perform overseas all the time. Um, Pre-COVID, you know, I was doing tours of the world. It was, yeah, that's normal. That's normal in my life. So, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about burlesque is that it can be, it is the mother to stripping. Um, it is the historical art of striptease, anticipation, um, seduction, and tease. So, you know, it's it's all of these things because it, burlesque came, you know, in its, its heyday was in the 1940s to the 1980s. And during that time, um, before the movies came in, before TV came in, before... Uh, iPods and iPhones <laughs> and Netflix came in. <laughs> um, you know, that people had to, you know, you had to command the stage and you, 
Um, yeah, you took your time. There was it was a different time, so you took your time, yes. and you were in that real feminine energy, and you know, and played with the audience and had a little bit of fun, and and you know, there was that little bit of seduction and that little bit of tease, and I mean, everyone knew that you were going to end up seeing a woman in pasties and a and a G strip, you know, the equivalent of bikinis on a beach, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, but. How do you get from you know your 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 complete costume to that? What are the surprises in the middle of it? And that's yes. the deliciousness that I love about burlesque because I love creating that sort of stuff. Yes, and it is just a journey within itself, isn't it? Right, like it's all about this magical journey to get to the other yes. side, rather than and being then having there. fun with it along the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, like I've uh, I've been um, selected as a TED speaker, so wow. and um, it's interesting because I'm creating a whole new gown for it, and even that, like. <laughs> I can't just go on the TED stage and not have a proper gown with reveals in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, so I can't tell it. you what the reveals are. You have to <laughs> yeah. watch it on TED. But we will. Oh, that is <laughs> But, so yeah, good. It's, it's totally changed my life and in terms of even just the way I think about things as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll be presented with, an oppor- uh, with a challenge and I'm like, ooh, hmm, that's interesting. How do I turn that around? How do I flip that into an opportunity? So just, you know, like I'll come up to a challenge in the choreography or in the costuming or in the hair, something like that. And what will happen is I'll be like, ooh, Oh, how how do I? Because I know where I want to get to. How do I how do I change this? How do I convert this into an opportunity? And usually that's how a, a reveal comes out. Mm-hmm. So and then you hear you hear it in the audience when you know I'm on stage and I get to that point and this cheeky grin just goes across my face and I'm like, Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Here it comes. And then you hear the audience go, Yay! Or you know, or someone will gasp or. Um, they'll clap or applause or something like that. And that, and I'm like, ah, nailed it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's like so within cool. you, you're like, yes. Yeah, got exactly what I wanted. Exactly. How has that worked with COVID? Like has that kind of completely slowed everything down or obviously you can't do a world tour? Can I? <laughs> well, can you? So I was. I was busy, busier during COVID. Like when New Zealand was in lockdown, I was busier than what I was, oh, really? what I could be um, uh, pre-COVID because I was doing shows and all sorts of bits and pieces and, and having Zooms all around oh, the world. Cool. So Yeah, so you went yeah. online as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was able to, because I was, as just as COVID, before COVID was hitting, I had already um, decided that I would go um, pivot my model and go online. And so, yeah, that COVID just oh, gave me just, the kick up the ass that I needed. Yeah, <laughs> and it kind of just went. Well, everyone's like was going it's the, the expected it's, thing. It's the normal, like you yeah. know. So everyone would have yeah. been willing to take on that sort of way That's of viewing. Awesome. Is that a thank yeah. you COVID yeah. yes. from you? <laughs> Ish. Um, oh, absolutely. And do you know what? And I, I'm not taking away from the the trauma and the horror that has mm. been of COVID. And I acknowledge that uh, there's there's some people out there that it's had a deeply painful experience with COVID. And, you know, my, like my heart like just goes out to them for that. Um, but for me, my experience of COVID was totally different. I've created my best work during this time. Um, I've, you know, been busy as and yeah. And, but mind you, this is the empath in me. Yes. So the um, the empath in me, and this is where COVID really helped me flip the script on that. So instead of being in, in physical overwhelm, um, I was able to, you know, everyone was holed up around the world, right, <laughs> in yes. New Zealand, and we had to stay here for like 12 weeks or something like that, and my little body just went, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo-hoo!"> <laughs> 
so yeah so that was that was a real big learning for me so I am deeply grateful for for the opportunity that that I received during COVID um but yeah I know I understand that that's not everyone's experience but Mm, yeah I was able to flip the script on it but also because New Zealand was able to sit back and literally watch what was happening in the US what was happening in um America um the UK and Italy, you know, in Australia. And when our COVID cases started to climb, it's just like, oh, oh shit, it's here now. Yeah. Oh, God. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay. And um, it, that was the interesting thing was because, because like Australia, you know, we're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's that whole thing about, ah, oh, you know, you've, you've got a couple of weeks before it gets here. And we just sort of literally sat and watched. And I was watching the trauma on social media that my my dear friends in America and the UK were going through and it was just it was just heartbreaking and that's when I realized that I would personally need to do something to get me through this time because I like just being in those news cycles and watching the news cycles so much and it was just like oh no this is this is too scary so that's when I converted my my usual state pre-show ritual of the meditation, the breathing, the grounding, the gratitude, the visualizations into a um, an actual um, a, a Facebook Live that I do every week now. I do it twice a week with people, and um, yeah, and that's yeah, and that's been teaching teaching people the strategies and the tools that I use to change my change my neurology change my state and stuff like that and through that um I've been able to rewire my neural pathways but I've also um you know started studying um neuroscience as well so it's kind of been this gateway kind of thing so now I have the biological um scientific information behind what I'm doing and I tell you what the more time I spend in the neuroscience uh, doing the neuroscience stuff I'm like oh it is so up my alley as well so I can totally understand that can we dive into that a little bit for a second uh what yeah. can you tell us what it does to the brain Okay, so um, when you are, so dance has a series of components that that actually changes you physiologically. So the first one is your breathing. You, if if you're not breathing deep enough, then you're going to fall over yes. <laughs> because you're like, oh, just wait, <laughs> yes, just wait. <laughs> so you've got to have that that cardiovascular fitness, which means that. If you go on stage and you're not breathing deep enough to begin with, then you're not going to be able to have enough um, uh, gas to push you around the stage. So first of all, you're changing, you're physiologically um, uh, gassing up your system in terms of your oxygen exchange, your carbon dioxide exchange, and those sorts of bits and pieces. Now, which means that you get this whole thing of your body goes, oh yeah, I'm alive oh, hello, let's go. And it gets all perky. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of run this whole wee, wee mode. And now, so when that happens, uh, the you start to see the changes in the audience as well. So because from neuro, neuro neurological point of view, we have these neurons called, these little cells in our brains called mirror neurons. Now, neurons are just a fancy word for a specific cell in the brain. So um, what that means is that if someone's, you know, if, if I'm watching someone cry, then I can feel that, you know, yes. in, in my world as well. So yeah. that's that whole empathy. And so my body and my mind and my brain will also mirror that that experience of that other person. So that's how we we bind collectively together um, into families, into communities, into um, you know uh, society and stuff like that. So that's one of the features of of being human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got the mirror neurons happening. You've got the physiolo- physiology. You know your your systems all gassed up on this beautiful oxygen exchange as well. As you begin to move, you um, because you're moving at a pace and you've got 
So a little bit like ballroom dancing, you'll see the, that when people are doing ballroom dancing, they have this up and they go up and down mm-hmm. um, as they step. So they have this rhythm in their step as well. So that rhythm is basically a little bounce. Now, why this is important is that that starts pushing uh, what you call lymph around your system. So you have two types of fluid in your system. You have your blood and then you have lymph. Now, your blood is to get the nutrients around the body and basically make sure the body is all gassed up. Your lymph system is um, essentially the vacuum cleaner, the hoover of the body. And so that's um, when the lymph is moving around the system, uh, around your body, it's actually cleaning everything up. It's taking away the waste so you're not sitting in your own shit. <laughs> it's um, taking away all of the, the cells that, are, uh, that have changed, that have, you know, aren't working properly. So it's going through and cleaning out those cells before they even get to multiply and mm-hmm. cause things like cancer. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so the only way, and so your blood has your heart to pump it around your body. Whereas your lymph system doesn't have a heart to pump it around. It's, um, it uses your diaphragm to push, push it around your system. Okay. So that's why the up and down, the little wee bounce that we do in our steps as we glide around the, around the stages, that's why that's incredibly important. So that's where, so I actually teach in my classes, I teach people how to walk on stage and they're like, but Crystal, I know how to walk. And I'm like, no you don't darling no you don't first of all you're walking in heels second of all you've got to walk in a beautiful you know you've got to glide across the stage and make it look effortless yes (laughs) and it's that whole thing about making it look effortless is the hard work and so that's where the up and down comes in and you can change your struts and all sorts of bits and pieces as well and just and vary it up because yeah like sometimes you can be on stage for like my longest routine is about um nine minutes so oh no sorry I've got a 15 minute one um so yeah so that's a long time to be on stage and holding people's attention as well so you've got to be able to mix it up right Mm. um and also I've got to keep it you know, not everyone likes dance in the same way. And I'm one of these people that I like, I just want everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want everything sparkly. So <laughs> so I tend to mix my my um, struts up as well and the way I move across the stage. I, sometimes I move really, really fast. And other times I just, you know, I just slink across the stage and it's like, well, what am I up to now? Yeah. <laughs> I guess do you just so, gauge the audience for, for how you're going to adapt it? Do you just gauge that from what the audience is giving you in that first little part that you come out? So um, it depends on the routine and it depends on the performer as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my, I allow, uh, I'm not a beat perfect uh, dancer at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not my style. (laughs) My style is more, okay, I've got these key components in there and what am I going to pick in between? So I actually allow some space for the routine to, to grow and change as as I grow and change as well. And so that's where um, it's a, it's kind of a it burlesque starts out as a one-sided conversation with the audience. And the audience then kind of, you know, you need to teach the audience your language so that they they know what to what to anticipate and understand and um, how you're communicating it as well. And so that's that's the beautiful thing about it is that um, the more time you spend in this in this industry and in this art form, you kind of learn the tricks of the trade to be able to generate those oohs and those ahs and the, the the experience for the for the performers as well. But also, if you know, just like any business, if you know your um, your client um, avatars, your client personas, those sorts of things, then you you know what some of their pain points are, so you can build those into your routines as well. And they're like. I so get that. I so get that. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's a really beautiful moment. Yeah, wow. right. You talked a little bit before about, you know, 
coming back into your feminine state and that just is something I think is so yeah it does it does I think sometimes when you're in business and you know for me I have three young children and so it's one of those things that even though like you would think being a mother is a feminine thing it actually can take you into a little bit more of a masculine state because you're planning you know you've got to be structured you know like there's actually it actually flicks it around sort of thing let's talk about that and that feeling of going into that yes beautiful feminine oh this is yeah this is what I loved and you you actually nailed it and the fact that you say when you're a mum when you're uh when you're in business when you're an entrepreneur when you're a CEO a female CEO people are expecting outcomes from you yes end of story people for some reason, the children want dinner on the table. I just can't work this one out. Like, <laughs> exactly. what the hell? <laughs> and then they don't <laughs> right? want what you did. And it's at a specific time. And I'm like, really? Mm. <laughs> Why couldn't you have just made it yourself? Come on. <laughs> I mean, it, you may be two, but come <laughs> <You're> on. <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. But no, you know, so it's that results-orientated stuff. In all seriousness, it's that results-orientated stuff. You've got to actually get to that point where um, you're delivering something. So you've got key milestones in your day. You know, baby's got to have a sleep. Um, you've got to you've got to make food for yourself, you know, all of those sorts of bits and pieces. So and that's a very um masculine delivering energy. Yes. Whereas the female energy is more about taking it slowly. And as women, as uh as uh, female identifying people, we it's our to be in that feminine energy is to be the a lot more subtle. It's we we our outcomes is about connecting with others and and sharing our experiences uh, as women with others and learning and growing that way because like so the survival of the species. <laughs> requires us to do that Mm -hmm. because you know if you think back to the hunter gatherer days right and um the the men folk were out um hunting and we were doing the gathering stuff you know we needed to know that those kind of berries that new berry bush that cropped up on the you know the corner store kind of thing it wasn't good for the kids and it gave them diarrhea kind of thing so oh and then one fell over and died oh Right. Okay. So, you know, we needed to be, we shared those experiences and it kept us safe. Yes. So that's, you know, that's the beauty of it. And being, and this is what I find is that when people compare themselves to each other, um, they create a specific amount of separation. And that separation causes anxiety, fear, um, anger, uh, and all of those sorts of bits and pieces. And, you know, it just doesn't feel very good. So that's how you end up with women starting to tear each other down. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. just that is just so, so heartbreaking because that's what, you know, we're not designed to do that. We're designed to lift everyone up and create beautiful things, create beautiful friendships and partnerships and and just and be and be our strengths. I heard um I was I'm in I'm in Clubhouse. <clears throat> My new addiction is Clubhouse. <laughs> and I was I was in one of the um the rooms there and and I can't remember who said it to me, but I, I took her quote. I think it was Nancy Jones. And I took her quote and I, I uh, turned it into a social media post because it was just so beautiful. And I'm like, I need to be reminded of this. I need to be reminded of this. And she said, we, um, it's all about, you know, everyone can bake pies. We all take the same ingredients. We all take the flour, the sugar, the butter, and whatever your filling is. And we'll put it into a bowl and make it. But we all have our own secret family recipes. Mm. And, yeah, so the, those pies will all come out differently. They may be an apple pie or a pump, pumpkin pie. But there's enough pie in the world for everyone to make their own version of it. Mm. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, so true. Absolutely. And it will all taste delicious, right? Who doesn't yes. like a bit of pie yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a bit of cake, you know? Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's about that thing that we can all take the same thing but come out with very different results. And that, for me, encapsulates your sparkle in the world. Mm. You know, just because um, someone's doing something one way, 
you do you do you um because that's where your strengths and your superpowers are and if you start trying to do it and and copy the same way that someone else has done it then you're actually doing a disservice to yourself and separating yourself from yourself and that does it that starts to dim your light and dim your sparkle in the world and so that's that's where I that's where I love teaching women how to to reconnect with their own sparkle in the world yes. and and you know be themselves make their own pie and be in that delicious feminine energy where we slow things down we're not necessarily going for the outcomes we're going for the you know the shared experiences and Beautiful. to just enjoy that process as we move through it oh yeah most definitely yes that is absolutely gorgeous so just makes you sit and think doesn't it just sit in that for a minute Mm. so important yeah gosh yeah we kind of lost that we have we totally have we totally have it's even just down to the whole thing of you know look i know we all lead busy lives but just just take, just choose one job in your day where you're not rushing it and you can actually slow it down to the pace that you can really enjoy it. And just, and then just connect into your body. See how your body moves when you slow it down. What changes? So, for example, I just had to whip down and grab some groceries. And, you know, it was just like, okay, hang on. And I felt that, <gasps> oh, I, you know, I'm on a timeline at this thing. And I'm like, no, just just we'll just slow this down and my body when I slow things down moves very differently Mm. to when I'm in boss mode and I've got to get to you know get down to the supermarket and do it in 10 minutes (laughs) my body like my the way that I move my hips my walk my the way I move through the world is very very different than um, when I'm uh, moving in masculine energy to when I'm moving in feminine energy and feminine energy has people turning their heads in the supermarket they're like Oh, who's that? And uh, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, it is so true. I I love learning about the masculine and feminine energies. Yeah. I think that's mm. just something that, and and I think it's also noting that you know, just because you're in a feminine energy doesn't mean you're always female, sort of thing. You know, like people live differently in each yes. one, but it's such a gorgeous Absolutely. reminder to to step back in and step into that. Like I know personally I like to live in a feminine energy and when I'm out of that I can really just feel that kilter throughout everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I find that it's quite a dis- disconnect as well. Mm-hmm. So I um so an NLP so I'm a NLP master practitioner, which is how I got into the NLP was my gateway drug into neuroscience. (laughs) Um, But so as I got into that, you know, we talk in NLP a lot about masculine and feminine energies. Now, I'm actually non-binary. So I have gone, I don't want to identify in a binary system because I believe that that while my body is feminine, um, I am so much bigger than just two types of energy Mm. and so I really struggled uh, and um, it was the way Tony Robbins so I've I've studied under Tony Robbins and Kerwin Ray and Calvin Coyles and all sorts of different um, people as well and gone okay these are my bucket list coaches that I want to experience how do they you know what's their smorgasbord what are they teaching and um, the way Tony Robbins was teaching it was you know it, it kind of it created that separation in me and I'm like oh I really don't for me I I only talk in masculine and feminine terms because of um that's that's the terminology that people currently understand Mm -hmm. what we're actually talking about uh when we're talking about masculine and feminine is the polarity and so to to maintain attraction, you need to be in polarity because it's that that whole magnetic thing, right? Yes. So as you pull magnets apart, you can feel the the pull to come back. And so Tony was talking about relationships in that kind of sense. And I'm like, right, okay, I get the polarity stuff. I'm not too I'm not too keen on the the masculine and feminine feminine energy kind of thing in a relationship because 
in my relationship, I can be I can be really masculine when I'm at work, but I need I I've made this promise to my partner, to my companion, that I will step into my feminine energy before I before I spend time with her or before I communicate with her, because otherwise, you know, that just that just creates this massive disconnect with yes. us. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's I, no no no, I'm not I'm not having that. And so and being you know and so having explored that through um non-binary stuff is has been the real crunch for me so and that that's how I was able to kind of unlock those those barriers and that separation that kind of got me riled up to begin with and I'm like (laughs) I'm not I'm not masculine or feminine (laughs) but yeah but really what they're talking about is they're they're trying to put they're trying to give names to that people will understand mm. to um, to a chemical chemical reaction, and it's just that polarity. It's that positive and negative polarity mm. um, wow. that that they're talking about. And so, the one way to do that is, you know, the good, bad, the right, wrong, the masculine, the feminine, and that kind of yes. thing. So, yes. yeah, 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 absolutely. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, I yeah. just I find those sort of conversations really, really interesting. So. And it's not to exclude trans people and it's not to, it's, they're just trying to explain a concept across a variety of relationships. Yes, yes. But the terminology, the the nouns that they're using, the masculine and feminine, isn't quite the right Yeah, it right needs way. to be something else. So, that's exactly right. But, that's, and that's the thing, but yeah. what? Exactly, but what? Yeah, I, mm. I don't, I don't know, yeah. but it is so true because I know I have some really good friends who, like guy friends that, um, and I'm like, oh, he he's in a more of a feminine person, but you never really want to say that because you don't want them to feel like, oh, what are you trying to say to me? It's like, no, it's not a bad thing, but there's no other names to yeah. to say it sort of thing, and that's how it is named at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. ho- and hopefully yeah, yeah. that can be developed into something better you know like yeah absolutely and because though the discourse i haven't heard the discourse in the energy workers um sort of forums yet about those sorts of things because energy workers most energy workers recognize that there's you know that there's one type of energy kind of mm-hmm. thing it's just it's energy right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it doesn't have a uh a masculine or a feminine it's just energy so I haven't really heard heard the discourse around that, but and because that's not the discourse is not happening in those areas, then it's not filtering down into across the you know the different parts of society. So I think that's part of the reason why that's not changing there as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I just find that you know because you clearly you need sort of um, a, a group of people to be discussing this and going well yeah what is what does that mean for um they you know a group of people who work in that in that field who understand it and can articulate it better than you know um than what the general population can because you know it's kind of like the experts it's kind of like academia talking about things and then information will uh, flow down that way so um but yeah we i I haven't come across those conversations in the the forums that I've been in, so I find that I find that really really interesting. So yeah, definitely, yeah. well and truly, and you're right, it is very interesting. The more you you look yeah, into it, to, definitely. yeah, gosh, yeah, absolutely. So you have your studio, yes, yeah, yep. yeah, and so you have a, how often do you do classes? Um, so I have sort of weekly classes that mm-hmm. are going on and um, yeah, so we're about to start the next lot of online classes on the 23rd of March, I think. Yeah. So, but they, they run on a four week cycle and there's a specific reason why they run on a four week cycle because it takes 21 days to grow a new neural pathway. Oh, wow. wow. Ooh, you got us on that one. And so, yeah, and so it's that whole thing about I keep my classes to four weeks um, and I have my first, my entry-level class is called Getting Your Sexy Back. Mm-hmm. And that's all about just getting back and present in your body and and actually, you know, 
seeing how your body moves differently when you ask different things from it and and getting you to feel sexy as well so we have a lot of laughter and a lot of fun in that class as well and we feel very awkward we feel very awkward it's great because for, for me when you're that's the beginning when you feel awkward that's the beginning of a new neural pathway starting Oh, that's a really good way of putting it. Because it is one of those things, you know, like if someone was like to you, well, if someone said to me, what, like, what do you do to look sexy? I'd be like, oh, God, (laughs) I don't know. I can't be sexy. You know, you'd hear that all the time. Oh, I can't be sexy. I don't know how to do that. Like, what are you talking about? So, and it is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got, so I've got, um, I've had students who are, who are mums, you know, and they're like, they're like, I've got no boobs. I can't shimmy. And I'm like, and I slap, you know, we slap a pair of pasties on them and then all of a sudden they're like, I can. And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> and they're like, oh, check it out, check it out. <laughs> and it's so much fun. It is so much fun. And they learn to understand that the mechanics of your body is that just because you're, you know, the pasties are stuck to your boobs um, or stuck to your chest if, if you're male, um, then, or, you know, have smaller smaller breasts, then, you know, it's not actually the your breasts or your, your um, pictorials that are moving. It's actually your shoulders. It's mm, actually your trapezius yes. that is moving. So that's where the shimmy comes in and that's how you get the tassels to fly as well. So, um, <laughs> and I, I love that because people, people think that it's all about the boobs and it's not. Anyone can tassel. So, and that's, that's cool. the beauty of, of burlesque is that you don't necessarily have to, you know, uh, to, to dance burlesque, what's required is two legs mm. and two arms <laughs> and a set of wheels yeah. if you're mobility impaired. Or yeah. you don't even need legs. Like, um, you know, like you just need to tap into your inner self. Yeah. So, and, and just explore and enjoy the person that you are because when you're, when you're enjoying yourself, and enjoying the the caressing of your your fingers across your skin, then someone who's watching that can enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful. And so for me, uh, while burlesque people think they're coming to a, a, a burlesque classes, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to rewire you neurologically. Yeah. You don't know this yet, <laughs> but you're going to say to me afterwards. I never knew I could do that. Uh, yeah, I totally think differently about my body now, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you're <laughs> and that's that's, so cool. that's the beautiful thing about it is it's the it's the physicalness of the movement um and the the conversations that we have within the class and the movements that we do that you can use in the boardroom like literally like you can use this stuff if you're going in to do a massive presentation you can use it um on the dance floor you can use it uh, you know in the lounge at home on saturday night after a cup of mimosas it doesn't matter you can use this stuff anywhere it's just how you package it so and that's that's the the thing I love about um, burlesque is that you can use it anywhere. So I'll be I'll be doing um, big presentations to CEOs and stuff like that, and I'll chuck in a little shimmy, and they're like, yeah, "That's funny," but it's a pattern interrupt. It's uh, I use it to get people to think about things differently or to stop the story that they're currently telling themselves, so that we can open up that story and look at it a different way. Mm. And, um, and even in talking, and, yeah. the, the smile, you, the grin you put on your face, and the and, yeah. the, and the eyebrow raise, <laughs> yes. and the, the little wink, you know, like it's definitely, yeah, yes. exactly. It's all I about it. Wish we were video. I know, I know. <laughs> it's too much fun. Gosh, yeah, yeah. No, it totally is, and it's that that whole thing. It's funny because uh, my work colleagues, when I'm. Um, when I'm in that sort of full-on delivering in a, a, a high feminine mode and if I'm – I remember being in the U.S. and I was on my way home and they'd changed the luggage rules. So I had with me my backpack – 
my handbag and then another bag because I've done a little bit too much sparkle shopping while I was over there. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Oops, how did that happen? One too many eyelashes were brought at that stage. <laughs> um, so and so I'd pack the stuff into this smaller, smaller bag. And they're like, you can't take that bag on there. Ma'am, ma'am, you can't take that bag on there. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is my third flight today. No one else has told me about this. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? Oh. Yeah. So I tipped my head to the side. I fluttered my lashes and I went, no one else has told me about this tonight. I'm going to have and get you. <laughs> <laughs> but I even have this whole thing now where I can like be in that complete feminine mode. And they're like, they were looking at me and I saw this confusion go across their face. And they were like, she's looking really cute. But the tone in her voice yeah. is yes. really scary. Yes, don't uh, <laughs> we might be in trouble. <laughs> oh, it's okay, ma'am. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll all note that for self. Exactly, later. exactly. <laughs> FYI for yeah, next time. Email on for later. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. How good? Tip your head to the side, flutter your lashes like you've got something in your eye. Yeah. Flutter your lashes, <laughs> smile sweetly. <laughs> and then put on this don't fuck with me voice <laughs> and it, it's, it, it's great because people think that you're being nice to them and then they're like oh, hang on wait wait, wait. and then they listen they stop and listen to the message that you're delivering mm. well, this is true Which is just, it is isn't it yeah if you were yeah. quite hostile in your body movements they're gonna yes. be straight away like no thanks yeah exactly yeah, the barriers would come yes. up and they'd be like oh no 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 absolutely and yeah mm. Yeah. Wow. So using, utilizing again, utilizing the feminine energy. Yes, mm. that is so true. Oh my so goodness. true. Mm. So Berlin, and I mean, think about it. We're pre, we're we are potent creatrix. We have the ability to create life. Yes. Yeah. You know. Really so, but but for some reason. That that potency, that that creatrix stuff, is just squished out, and we we shut it down. And I think that's where we're doing ourselves a very very big disservice. Yes. Because imagine imagine what the world would be like if we all stayed in that creatrix mode, mm. and and stayed in that feminine energy. What. What oh could we goodness. achieve? What about the possibilities? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Wow. So yeah. true. So, so, so true. So many thoughts just like. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well and truly. Oh, my goodness. So you talked about your first one is the sexy, getting your sexy back program. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then yep. you work up from there. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So then I, I have three courses. Um <clears throat> And so the first one's getting your sexy back. So that's all about getting in touch with that, that feminine feminine energy again and getting present in your body and, and actually moving from a state of hating your body into actually going, oh, hey, huh, this is cool. This is, my body's not as bad as I thought it was. That looked really sexy. Hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. This next one is all about is uh, what I call foundational burlesque. And so that's going to give you the foundations. Um, if you want to go on to perform, and perform internationally uh, or even just locally or even just perform for your part. This is going to give you the confidence to be able to create specific routines uh, that suit your body type and your confidence type. Mm, Wow. So I'm not going to be teaching you your routine. I'm going to be showing you how you put it all together. Yeah. And that's when you truly start to sparkle. Because my body is totally different from your body. Like I've, you know, I've had injuries that I, you know, that are still there. I've got my own belief system that, that puts my body, you know, into different places and stuff like that. So there's parts of my body that I can't move to, you know, that aren't as flexible as what they used to be. Mm. And so, um, you know, which is going to be different for your body as well. So why limit these beautiful women to my limitations. That's yes. so true. And I think then it also brings in that anybody can do it 
too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it. you know, I was I was going to ask, you know, what do you say to people when they're like, oh, I'm too shy to do this or, oh, you what? Or, you know, get a bit, you know, uh, well, don't know how to talk about it in public. And I don't want to say prudish because mm. I don't want to feel like I'm putting them in a basket or anything, but just aren't open to this sort of things. But, you know, if you're being able to go, well, you know what, here's how I, we can do it for you, that's mm. a big difference, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so I, so like, I'm completely open with everyone about the fact that I'm, uh, you know, I'm a stripper. Um, And I proudly call myself a stripper at 46 years old and, you know, 100 kilos kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, I've earned my stripes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it it busts. It's like, well, no, because uh, people think that, you know, strippers are like 18 year old um, heroin addicts or yeah. whatever and I'm like breaks that stigma hey but hang on I, yeah, it's totally a stigma and totally mm-hmm. a stereotype you know I'm sober I um you know I, I don't do I don't do any kind of drugs <laughs> like I don't even do coffee because <laughs> you don't mate you don't want to see me on coffee. <laughs> that's scary I'm bouncing around the house but 37 hours <laughs> that's how sensitive I am so you know, so I'm I'm completely open about the fact that, you know, I'm a burlesque performer, I'm a stripper. Um, but it's for me, it's about it's about the history of the people who have come before us, the men, the women, the people who have come before us. So I'm, you know, people think that it's that burlesque is about the um twenty ten movie. It's not. No. Like yeah. I've traced it right back to 530 bc wow so you know so that's why i turn when i talk about burlesque i talk about the historic art of anticipation seduction and tease and i love it's so, an art it's an art it's yeah. beautiful art you know like it totally is it totally is because it came you know um if you look at the european history it came through opera it came through the theaters if you look at the american history it came through vaudeville it came through the the traveling um circuses and stuff like that so it yeah like it is art and we're like the contemporaries at the moment like we're out there having we're out there having fun Mm -hmm. and like i know when i when i put together a show if I'm sitting there laughing, my, when I create shows, I create them so that if I'm not laughing at myself in them and laughing at at the show, then it's not the show for me. Like, it's just not for me. It's not a burlesque show because I have to be able to entertain myself first before I can entertain anyone else. Yes, yes absolutely. So true. So true. Yeah. And so, yeah, and if anything – like burlesque has taught me that um it's taught me so much but it's also taught me about my superpowers as well so it's taught me about the energy that I bring to the stage it's taught me about the energy that I bring to my life it's taught me how to get in touch with my body so you know and I love the fact that when people have like um, my partner was saying to one of her friends just recently about, um, you know, me, me being a performer and uh, her friend came up with all these judgments and I'm like, oh, yes. And she's like, what? And so we were talking through those judgments and I'm like, I welcome these things. Yes. I welcome people's judgments because the reason is that like when you recognize them as being judgments, that's about that person's stuff. It's not a reflection on me. And I've got, it's none of my business. But yeah. if they want to have a talk about it, if they want to, if they're curious and just want to have a conversation, then I'm totally open to those sorts of things. But though, if you spend enough time with me, you'll totally see that I'm not the stereotypical what you think a stripper is. Yes. And, you know, you then start to see how, um, he, you then start to see how this can then be a healing modality yes. and how it has, how the the physiology, the neuroscience, the stress reduction techniques and the heart-brain coherence of burlesque 
has actually not only changed my life and me physically, it's changed my students as well. Mm. Wow. And changed their families too. So it becomes a transformational experience. That's it. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to a dance class to learn to take my clothes off. Yeah, that's exactly It's actually totally deeper. And there's nothing, and also for me, there's there are schools out there who just teach that who just teach you know straight routines and how to get your kid off and there's nothing wrong with that that's their that's their journey and that's their their way of teaching and that's where they're comfortable and I fully support that because that's yeah. how they shine I was gonna say yes. that's their sparkle and this is yours that's their sparkle yeah, yeah. right absolutely. absolutely and you know there's enough pie for it to go around for everyone so this yeah. is just my flavor and the way I teach it as well so oh. and yeah and and oh. because I just I just need to know how things work Mm, (laughs) but isn't it so interesting though it's just incredible yeah yeah and I think like if you sit down with somebody not even yourself but anyone for five minutes and talk about you know if they do feel that judgment you know if they want to come from a judging place but when you talk about the scientific fact you know we're not just making things up here you know like all this scientific fact I think it brings a new realm of like oh understanding and love and care and going okay well you know maybe I've got it you know like you've got it wrong yeah Yeah. exactly exactly just flipping that around a little bit to be going okay well there's actually something behind this guys more than what anyone probably anticipated yeah absolutely and because I when the when my students first started coming to me with these massive changes in my world and I'd say to them well what do you put it down to oh the increased confidence that I have and I'm like and it was just consistent. And I'm like, okay, I've got to do some digging on this. I've got to learn to understand yes. why this is happening. I need to know. Yes. And, yeah, and there was one pivotal time um, right back when I was a baby burlesque. And uh, we were we were out. There was a group of us out on the town. We are in a pub or something like that. And I was chatting away to a fella. And and he says, oh, so, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm a burlesque performer. And he's like, oh, I know exactly what you do. Oh. And shut oh. the conversation down. I've never forgotten that. And he, you know, his barriers went up. And, uh, was, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, and I'm deeply grateful. Like if I was to run across him again, run across him, come across him again, I'm deeply grateful for that conversation because yes. it was just like that really taught me how to, start to learn to handle others judgment but also how to how to reframe and use judgment as a positive thing yes so true and I mean it's going to happen we can't stop it but it's just working out how we can like you say take that and go right how do I make this work for me and what's the opportunity yeah exactly what's the opportunity within this totally is yeah totally is totally is and um it's the the other side of it is that remember that people are so busy judging themselves Mm. with that internal self-talk yes um that you know then they're it's they're projecting it out onto you so it's got you know that that had nothing his reaction had nothing to do with me Mm. zero things Mm. to do with me so and but that was a but without his reaction and his contribution to me I wouldn't have thought anything of it I wouldn't have you know I yeah I would have just been uh but it was the right place the right time the right person and I'm so deeply grateful for it Mm, because that helped me to turn and look at my own judgments of myself yes yes because that actually then starts to limit um how I put them out into the world and and you know and so that people don't feel judged by me Mm. because the minute that that judgment happens that's when comparison happens that's when separation happens that's when um you know that conflict comes up and that puts your body into fight or flight it puts it into that stress response and our bodies have this beautiful healing mode when this um, parasympathetic nervous system is turned on and that when we're in judgment 
we're turning on the sympathetic nervous system. We're turning on that fight or flight kind of stuff. And that's where when I'm in classes and, you know, my first level, my second or my third level, um, we have this, we start classes with just that centering, that grounding, that stress reduction stuff, simply because these are all tools that you can use going into a big meeting. These are all tools that you can use before you're going on stage. These are all tools that turn on healing mode in your body. And when you're in healing mode, then that's when you can see so much more information and so many more opportunities coming towards you. And, you know, and then, you know, that's how you make the money in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. When everyone else is freaking out, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So true. So true. Yeah. I feel like we could talk all day. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. That is so good. Oh, my God. And your smile is just infectious. I love it. That is so cool. (laughs) Thank you. My God. It's been an hour and I feel like it's been 10 minutes. Yes. Yes. That has just, oh, my God. That has just oh, abs- it has too. That has been surely it's brilliant. not an hour. <laughs> <laughs> surely it's not. But just so incredibly, I don't know, mind changing, yes. informative. Oh like, yes, challenging. Yes, like to your own thought process. Gosh, yeah. yeah. And now, I mean, I love that you know our viewers can find you wherever in the world now, which is brilliant. And you can do these online courses and anyone can do them. Where where do we find you? So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, and that's under Sparkle Force Academy of Burlesque, under those as well. And under Clubhouse, I'm under Crystal Mischief. So, But you can find me under Crystal Mischief under all of those um, platforms as well. If you want to go and have a look at one of my websites, um, so that's the um, where you can see all of the, the kind of things that I offer. That's um, under, if you Google search Sparkle Force Academy of Burlesque or Sparkle Force, um, um, or go direct to the website, which is sfab.co.nz. So that's S for Sarah, F for Freddie, A for Alpha, and B for Bravo. Just oh. in case my accent yes, is right. yeah. And we, of course, will put a link up in yes. our show notes and put that up as well Absolutely. because this is way too good to Thank not you. be seen. Thank so, so you. Much, oh, my honestly. God. Yes. Mind blown. Oh. Thank you. Thank we, you. Just and so you thought we were just going to get naked today. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. I've started that rewiring, haven't I? <laughs> yes, you have. have. Yes, you have. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of YDP. We hope you found comfort in listening to relatable stories from the heart. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you check out our socials on Facebook and Insta.